Welcome back. We're at episode 18 today. Yep, almost to 20. Almost to 20. And uh, some of you are probably asking yourself, what the fuck happened to episode 17? What, what the fuck did happen to 17? Uh, 17 still sitting on my Mac. I forgot to upload it last ah, week. Ah, I see. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's not like an iTunes problem. It's a uh, person problem here. <laughs> So uh, should be easy enough to fix. Yeah, you'll get a two for one this week. We'll uh, have 17 and 18 available for download. Yep. Also, if uh, which you probably don't, if you're listening to this, uh, we are available on Zoom right now. Woohoo! Yeah. So that uh, just search for the Tech Garage on on in any of the Zoom marketplaces, and you should find it. Yeah. Uh, we are still having a little problem with that RSS feed, though. Uh, we'll get that taken care yeah. of uh, today. I think. Nobody should notice that. Yeah, I don't have much going on, so. Okay, um, so today I thought we'd start out by talking about a actual really cool device that Die Impulse bought about two, three weeks ago. We were at the uh, Home Depot, right? And we're walking through, and I see this really cool-looking uh, uh, thermostat. Now, um, feel free to mock me anytime <laughs> you want. A really cool-looking thermostat? Yeah, so um, I don't know about you guys, but... Did uh, it have, uh, like, Gorilla Glass or <laughs> as Piano Black Finish? Possibly. So uh, everybody in the world, at least in the um, U.S. world, has gotten used to seeing the big, ugly, white um, box on your wall with the crappy-ass green LCD like you have on um, calculators from 1982. Yep. Um, When I got my house built, they put one of those in, and, you know, I've been rocking with that as long as I could. I've tried to program it a number of times, and I'm not a stupid person, but the... uh, uh, interaction on it was always a little on the frustrating side and it never quite worked like I wanted it to and it was ugly and the touchscreen didn't work for shit um, so you know I, at least you were you were uh, digital my house was uh, I think built in the early 90s and I actually had one of the sort of uh, brownish beige boxes with just the the um, two little buttons the, on it for up and down no no no, no. it was like a, it was a little uh, uh, switchy type uh, oh, levers on the top, right? Right, right? and you could, you could um, <laughs> move the lever, and as the further you move the lever, the hotter or colder it would be. In the right, room. right. And I, I ended up replacing that with a digital one with a touchscreen and, about and five years ago, just so I could have like some automated. You know, I don't need to be yeah. blasting the heat all day. Right, exactly. I mean, you want the heat to come on when you're at home and go off when you're not at home, and you know, just kind of do the right thing. Um, how uh, you you uh, grew up about the same time I did. You remember at your grandma's yeah. house, it's yeah. probably built yeah. like a billion years ago, like mine was, yeah. and it had that uh, circular dial on the wall. Yeah, and that was it. There was it, the dial there, and it had like right. you know thirty to like one hundred and twenty or something. And, and usually some sort of it. looked like it was like a brass color for some yeah. reason on all of them. Yeah, and and I don't know whether that's because they started out as silver or some kind of like brushed aluminum-y look thing, and then just kind of. No, I think I think they wanted brass. I think it, it was they were really brass was the, the color that they were going for. So imagine one of those in size, basically, and give it a brushed aluminum ring around the outside, and an LCD slapped right in the middle. So it and looks old school. It looks kind old of, school. But it looks like modern with the old school. Yeah, it's design. like modern. It's like somebody took an iPhone and applied an iPhone skin to one of the old uh, um, old school thermostats. Right. Um, and, and what I'm talking about here is a thermostat I actually saw as I was walking through. It's called the Nest. And uh, I was like, that is the coolest looking thermostat ever. I totally want to buy one of these. And, and then I looked at the price and I was like, fuck, $250 for a thermostat? You've got to be shitting me. That's, that's kind of a lot. 
Yeah, it's like a super lot, right? So I'm like, okay, I don't need one of those. I'm not impulse buying this. Uh, my wife was driving, so I'm sitting in the car looking up on Amazon to see um, all of the specs on uh, on the Nest, see what kind of uh, uh, experience people have been having with them. And everybody and their fucking brother on the internet said, this is the greatest thing ever. And I was like, okay, I'm buying me one of these. I went back to the uh, to the Lowe's, I think, that was just down the street from the house, and picked one up and brought it home. And then I like pulled my thermostat off the wall, right? Yeah. And I looked at it, and the thermostat had like nine different uh, um, uh, wires coming out of the wall, wired into my thermostat. And I was like, huh, okay, well, this, you know, I'll just look at the nest and like, huh, that's kind of weird. There's, hold on. So I like pop the directions, right? Nest is in a nice little box. It looks like it was a box probably made by Apple or yeah. that same style, right? Yeah. You go through, they have a little startup thing online. You go onto it. You say, hey, here's the, uh, here's the um, wires that I have coming out of my wall going into my uh, thermostat. It will like draw you a picture or it shows you an image that says, here's what you should, how you should wire your Nest. Super easy. Wow. Quick and, like, you can even email it to yourself so you can kind of look at it offline. Yeah. Goes in in about five, ten minutes, two screws into the wall. Uh, it's substantially smaller than my plate on my wall, so they had a couple of different sizes. They had a little square plate or a rectangular plate to put behind it so you can kind of hide either the bad painting that people did when they painted your house or uh, the extra holes that are in the wall that you don't need. And then it comes to setup, right? It connects wirelessly to your house to figure out where you live. Yeah. Uh, registers you online. And then you can kind of use the uh, twisting left or right to... Uh, um, kind of, or you press it, that'll bring you into the menu system. Yeah. Left, right, kind of Did you have to connect menus. it into your, your wireless network? Yeah. It, like you just, it goes, would you, you like to, to connect? you have to put in your password then? Dial uh, in the password? I, uh, I don't have a password on my wireless. Oh, right, because you don't have any... Uh, I, I live in the buddy. sticks, dude. <laughs> if somebody's trying to word drive past my house, I have legal grounds to shoot their ass. Right, right, right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, and who's going to steal my T1 connection? Good point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was super easy. You plugged it in. It fires up. It says, hey, here's a wireless network I know about. Do you want to connect? You're like, yes, I do. Uh, it asks whether you want to. Uh, it goes and downloads the newest firmware, so it has everything that's up to date. And, like, inside of about 10 minutes, you know, like, brand new thermostat right there on the wall. Now, here's the neat thing about it. It's a learning thermostat. I, I don't have to program it. At all? At all. So basically what I do is I get up in the morning, I go over and I turn it on to the heat I want it to be in the house. And then when I go to leave, I turn it off. When I come back, I turn it on. When I leave, I turn it off. And I do that for about a week and it knows what I'm doing. And then it does start doing it for you? Yeah. And now you're finding yourself asking things like, well, this isn't this a pain in the ass to remember to turn it on and off. What if you forget on day three and your whole, like all of your training's pooched, right? Yeah. It actually has built into it a... uh, a sensor that watches to see if, if there's anybody passing by it. If nobody passes by it for two hours, it assumes you're gone. Ah, so it goes... Yeah. And so down. if you're on vacation, then it kind of yeah. knows. Yeah. Exactly. It's got humidity sensors built in. It's got uh, dialed into the... It knows where you're at, so it's dialed into the local weather conditions, so it yeah. can kind of make sure it's adjusting itself. And the more you use it, the more it learns. Um, so like after about a week, it said, hey, I know what your schedule is. We're good. You never have to touch me again. It actually gave you that message? Yeah. So you kind of knew, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you walk by the LCD, it pops up and comes alive and shows you how hot it is in the house. 
and then it shows you like a what it's set to. So if you're hot or cold, you can just turn it, and if you uh, want to cool down, you turn it to the left. Yeah. And then it'll pop up a little blue background to indicate that it's cooling. If you want to uh, heat the house up, you turn it to the right. The background turns red to indicate that it's warming up. That is some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's also got a feature built into it where it kind of pays attention to optimal usage so that if you could maybe decrease, if you could save electricity by turning your thermostat down a couple of degrees, right? you just like tick, tick, and then ding, a little leaf pops up saying, hey, now you're in that range where you're actually saving money and doing, uh, you know, saving money. You're, you're being green. Yeah, and it's pretty slick. And if that wasn't cool enough, uh, let's say that uh, you and I, we carpool into work, right? Yeah. Uh, while I was training it, there was a couple of days where I uh, walked out of the house without turning it off. I could actually just pull out my iPhone. There's a Nest application for the iPhone. Click it. It shows me my house. It shows me how hot it is in the house. I can control the thermostat up or down. And uh, on the off chance that I actually want to take the time to build a schedule, uh, you can do that through either the iPhone app or through the website. So through the website or the iPhone app, you can control. There's also an Android app. Uh, you can control the temperature in your house. You can set it to away. You can do a bunch of really cool shit. So it seems like you can completely customize it if you want to. But yep. if you don't want to, it'll kind of just learn stuff. So uh -huh. you have either the option of allowing it to be automated or have complete control over it. Exactly. And one of the really cool things about it is uh, it has a feature that I have not seen in like the standard thermostats that get in my house that have been installed in my multiple houses. It has a range setting like... It started to warm up here in the last week or so, so I went and set it to a range of 68 to 73 or something like that. Yeah. So now, based off of the internal temperature and humidity and all that kind of crap, it will ensure that our house stays in that five-degree range. Turn on the AC if it needs to, turn, off the, uh, turn on the heat if it needs to. And the neat thing about that also is that the range you can set on a schedule, just like you could everything else, so that you can say from the... Uh, Hours of 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Keep the house in a range that's really solid for like people to be in it. Yeah. And after 11 o'clock, go back to a cooler range because we expect everybody to already be under covers. Right. Or even a warmer range if it's hot out, I assume, right? Yeah, like however you want to do it, right? Right. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, um, all in all, it's an awesome spend. Uh, I actually have some... I want to say I heard it on the radio that... Uh, so one of the claims to the Nest is that it does an awesome job of saving you money, right? Because it's a smart kind of learning approach to heating right. your house. Uh, I kind of chalk that up to crap because everything out there tells you, like my water heater, you can save $6,000 a year with this water. No, right, right, you right. fucking can't. I, I, that's not going to happen. Um, empirically, though, a uh, Puget Sound Energy, that's the people that own the power out here, right? Yeah. Uh, their Texan equivalent, I don't remember what the name of it is, but they actually started a, a program where you come into the power, you get one of these, you install it in your house, and you actually get a kickback from yeah. the company. That was, I think it was me that told you that initially. Yeah. Did, you, uh, I, did you follow I, up and look I it up? I followed up, found it, and yeah, it's true. They're, they're actually saying, hey, to conserve power and be more green, we're just giving these things out. Wow, that's Good which, deal. Which either means that uh, the Texans actually care about energy or saving money, or more likely there's probably a guy on the board of Nest that works for the power company and he's hoping yeah, to get it a little hurt either. Yeah. Have, you, uh, have you been to the Puget Sound Energy website before? Um, so 
uh, in the line of many things that I have found I can't do, interacting with PSE is one of them. Okay. They, uh, they and I do not really get along. So uh, they do list your power and gas consumption per, like, month. Oh. Um, so you should be able to go in. Now, I, I, here's the thing. You're going to have to wait till next year to figure out if it made a difference. Because right now, your, your consumption, or at least till you know, next winter sometime, because what's going to happen is your, your your power consumption that you got now is going to change. It's probably going to reduce, if anything else, because you're, you're not going to be heating. Right, but we will be you might cooling. be cooling, but you weren't cooling two weeks ago. Correct. So, like, you we installed it. We were heating it, two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> you installed it right at the point where everything's going to change, so it's going to be hard to see. But but when you hit, like, uh, you know, uh, November, you should be able to see what what. Your your cost difference was from yeah. this November to last November, a- and I uh, I already gave my wife a heads up because uh, the way we have the bills split up, she pays the power bill. Yeah. So I told her, hey, keep an eye on that. Let me know if it actually has gone down or if it's any different because I am interested to see if it's uh, just kind of hogwash or if it's actually true. Yeah. Um. So that could be fun. We'll check in in a year. Um. That aside, though, actually, when 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 did you move in the house? Was the house open? Uh, it's about a year and a half ago. Okay, so you should be able Maybe to actually look at like next month. And compare the the July oh, to statement. the previous year. Yeah, yeah. See if we you could were do that. Cooling more or less than you are, at least. Yeah, that that would be totally easy. Yeah. Empirical data on power, weird. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the Nest. It so far seems awesome. It was super easy to install, super easy to set up. The uh, the whole kind of experience there was pretty awesome. So, uh, if you're in the realm for a thermostat, go buy like. I, I've bought a number of different thermostats throughout the years because, you know, whatever. Uh, this is probably the best thermostat I've ever bought. It's super easy to use. Like, it takes all the guesswork out of it. And uh, I now don't get... Tell me you haven't had this experience. Uh, actually, you may not have. But, you know, your wife's like, I'm cold. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go heat the house. So you yeah. go over there and you press the button. And it says it's, like, heated to 75, but it thinks it's 76 degrees in the house. Yeah. So you're, like, pressing the fucking button. It's like, beep, beep, beep. And, like, you can't tell anywhere what's happening because you have to go to a different screen to see what you're setting the level to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, mine, I turn a knob, and it says, okay, we're at this temperature here, and we're now going to that temperature it's just there. just dial it, right? You yeah. just dial it up. It looks just basically like a little speedometer kind of in the background for the range, you know, low end, high end, and then chick, 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 you see where you're moving it to. Yeah. Uh, it's super awesome. So The one that always uh, amazes me is when uh, the when she goes, you need to turn off the heat. Or she'll, she'll say, I turned off the heat because it was 90 degrees, right? Right. My thermostat is not set is only set to like heat below 68. Yeah, it's like the, the heat's so, not like, on yeah, right now. Exactly. You, you didn't do anything. It's just not going to heat when it gets cold now. Yeah, that's... So... Yeah. It, and, and that's one of the reasons why I really dig the Nest is because the thermostat on the wall seemed to train people in bad habits. Yeah. Where the Nest, you just, you know, dial it into what you want and it does what you ask. And then you can undo it from your couch with your iPhone. Which or your last dice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I am going to have to admit the uh, first night we had it, the heat was going down, up and down, because I'm like, we'd like it to be 90. Now we'd like it to be 60. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually playing with it? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Um, and, and then my wife got cranky with me, so I stopped. Um, uh, actually, uh, last week, 
moving on now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and apologize. They, my they segue. Seg- yeah. My segues have been shit the last two episodes. Uh, I think my brain's uh, busy wrapping itself around the new job and whatnot. Um, so uh, last week we talked about the uh, Google Nexus 7. Yep. Right. The new, which, uh, the new tablet coming right, out. Which nobody's heard yet. Which, so uh, yeah. they'll definitely want to listen to these they, sequentially. Right, right. These will go one after another. Yeah. Bang, bang. And be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, more like now. bang. 20 minutes later, bang. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it looks like uh, Amazon, at least that's the rumors on the internet now, Amazon is going to be coming out with a Kindle Fire 2. That's what it looks like. And it looks like they've uh, given the go-ahead to their manufacturing partner to begin manufacturing of the, the Kindle Fire 2. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any official stuff announced yet, though. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. looks like a lot of speculation out there, though. So from my experience, uh, historically even, Amazon has been a very closed-lipped company. Yeah. Like, when the Fire was coming out... D- the whole internet was abuzz with the cool new fire and, you know, what it was going to be and maybe what this and that. Uh, nobody knew they were dropping three new Kindle models the same day. Yeah, it was... Because that's the same time we got the uh, Kindle Touch and then the two other models that were uh, new Kindles for, like, 79 bucks, which is awesome. Um, again, not trying to be an Amazon commercial today. Uh, so... <laughs> The some of the uh, differences in the new Kindle two Kindle Fire twos. Do you remember what those were? Well, a couple of the little things. It looks like there's rumor that there might be some different screen sizes. Okay. Uh, and again, rumors. It, it the the nine inch screen sounds like a little bit more firm of a rumor uh, than the potential ten inch screen, which seems a little bit more yeah. fuzzy. It, it seems like that probably won't happen. But yeah. Um, there's also talk about it having Wi-Fi or, uh, sorry, uh, 4G connectivity. Yep. Uh, which would sort of match what what they're throwing out with the Nexus, and then uh, a new case. They're talking about having a, a metal case instead of plastic, which now, I think we give it a little nicer, nicer industrial design. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, so I have spent a lot of time with uh, different devices. And I think even in one of the podcasts before, you said if you set a Kindle Fire next to an uh, iPad, yeah, people are going to reach for the iPad first. Yeah. I was at a store this week, and they had a bunch of uh, different tablets all kind of lined up. There was no Fire, and there was no uh, um, iPad. Yeah. I didn't even know other people were making tablets. And uh, I, I saw one, and I'm like, ooh, this looks nice. I picked it up, and I'm like, holy fuck, it's a Samsung. It was really nice, uh, big 10-inch-ish look, nice brushed metal, yeah. and it had a good heft to it. And I suspect the, the Google Nexus one will be, will that be Samsung as a manufacturer? I do not know. I'm not sure either, but... But, yeah, so th- there is something to be said for making sure that your device feels good in your hands, right? Yeah. That was actually, uh, in the initial Kindle, one of the reasons why it took me so long to buy it, right? Because the first model of the Kindle looked weird, and... Uh, you know, it was just like, I don't really want to carry one of those around because it looks silly, but fine, I'm going to do it. And then that was right at the time they released the new second generation Kindle. And I was like, yeah. it's fucking even better. No, and I think with if, you know, they do go with a uh, metal back, um, it should, A, I think one of the things is it should make it a little thinner. Yeah. You can make a, your case a little thinner with metal than you could with plastic. And yep. I think it should give them the ability to have more of a, uh, more of a curved back, like you would, mm-hmm. s- like the iPad kind of style. That's yeah. just kind of what I'm envisioning. Whereas the the current the fire is really 
square and kind of blocky. Yeah. Um, I think uh, that being said, I really dig the fire. I mean, it's uh, it's a really good handheld form factor for it. Yeah, I would like to see. I, th- I think it would be nice if they did go with a um, slightly bigger screen on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just personal preference. Yeah, I so for what I use the fire for, um, a bigger screen would be kind of just eh, whatever for me. But um, because I don't think the difference between a seven inch screen and a uh, eight point nine or whatever it is is which, really enough which is to make eight point nine. It might as well be nine, but yeah. that's that's almost two inches diagonal screen size. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I get that it's bigger, and that's if you're watching nicer. movies and stuff like that on it, I it, think it it looks like the real takeaway from that would be the higher resolution, right? Yeah, because it looks like they're uh, talking about some resolution increases for the eight point nine inch model. It looked like they were going with, uh, or at least people are suspecting they're going to go with like nineteen twenty by twelve hundred. That's Which pretty high resolution for that size of a screen. Yeah, I mean that that would be that would be probably the one benefit there. I mean yeah. for me anyway, because you get better resolution on the screen. The also some of the things that I think are weird on this, and granted, this is all super early. Right, this is all in, rumor, internet rumors and conjecture. Yeah, so we're gonna pretend it's gospel. Um, it looks like they're planning a number of different models, some with cameras, some without, some with cameras and 4G and then kind of different release dates on it. I don't know. Like, it, let's go ahead and pretend this is real. It probably isn't, right? Yeah. I if I, As a consumer, I get really frustrated when they drop a really cool new product. And then they list, like, 50 different SKUs. Yeah. And you have to choose which one. Yeah, I, it it I takes agree. too much time. Like, do you know what? Uh, w- one of the things that Apple does really well is... They have at any given time like nine products, yeah. right? They've got three versions of a laptop that come in exactly three versions of a laptop. Yeah. They've got a phone, <laughs> and then they've got a desk, or they've got the desktop machine and the iMac. Well, and I think that the, the other thing is, you know, with Apple, they may have, uh, like on the phone, you maybe get different sizes of memory. Right, but that's the but only that's it, choice, right? right? You, get, you get more hard drives, more storage, yeah. and that's it. Do you want small, medium, or large storage? I, I would like to see this with, like, if they were going to do it with multiple SKUs, I think it should be maybe screen size would be the only difference, or screen size and, and memory, or something like that. Keep it simple. Yeah. And and, and keep uh, within a relative, right? Because otherwise, consumers get confused. Uh, otherwise, it's like trying to figure out which version of Office you need. Right. Do I need uh, I Office need, yeah. Ultimate Pro Student Edition? Because yeah. that comes with fucking Word and Excel, but not the full version of Excel because they can't install PowerPivot. Right. But, Bullshit. oh, I really want OneNote, so I need this. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, just sell it all. Like, seriously, even give me small, medium, and large on that. Like, here's the version that has Word, OneNote, and Excel. Yeah. Here's the version that has Word, OneNote, Excel, and Publisher or whatever, right? Yeah. Maybe Outlook and I don't know. But, yeah. What I'm saying is marketing people and whoever makes the product decisions just segment your own product so it's competing against itself. Stop fucking doing that. I've said so. It's done. You don't get to do it anymore. I'd agree. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. um, The one thing that I didn't see on here that I was kind of surprised is there was no talk about external storage on it. Right? There was, like, no SD slot or anything like that. Uh, again, it could just not be announced yet. That's yeah, possible. And again, like what we were talking about, was it last week or the week before where I was ranting a little bit about... Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're both on the opposite slot. side of this SD slot uh, yeah. s- s- p- opinion, but uh, I actually, I know uh, some people. I have a friend 
who works at Amazon, who is not me, because I don't work there anymore, um, that when he was looking at uh, uh, some tablet devices, actually went with a Nook, because yeah. Nooks had expandable memory on them. Really? Yeah. And they had a higher resolution screen, and uh, yeah, a couple other things. And I was like, huh. Uh, my mother-in-law had has one of the early uh, Nook colors. Yeah, I know. And she asked me to help set it up, and I said, I don't know how to do that. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I, w- I wasn't all that impressed with it. Uh, it. It seemed a little sluggish. and, and uh, uh, that, that was yeah. my experience, too, with it. I, like, I play, I, you, you, if you haven't figured this out yet, I like shiny new technology shit. Yeah. Uh, so I play with a lot of it. And the Nooks really didn't grab me the same way the Kindle Fires did. Like, the Fires are just awesome little devices, mostly because they tie in so seamlessly to my... Uh, Amazon, everything else you're everything. using with Amazon, yeah. yeah, the yeah, my main draw point back on the the Nook, and this was you know the first generation color was it, it seemed really sluggish when I was trying to do yeah. do things. It was also the the interface was I got a little confused from time to time, um, just on like hey how do I set this up? How do I do this? How do I do that? Some of the things weren't as intuitive as whereas I never ran into that on the Fire. Yeah, you know, and interfaces are a hard thing to nail down and I think Apple did a good job for the iPhone interface about what 10 11 years ago whenever they came out with it. Uh 5. Has it really only been 5 years? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Okay. Uh I guess you're right. It would only be about 5 years, 6 years maybe. Um but uh some 10 years ago you were still using the scroll wheel on your iPod. Yeah. Actually 10 years ago they probably didn't even have the iPod yet. Uh, let me do some quick math in my head. Uh, it seems like the iPod was probably coming out in 03 or 04, the original one, with the clicky wheel. I'm checking right now, and it seems to indicate that uh, iPods showed up in 2001. Really? Ah, crap, I was off. Yeah, October 23rd, actually. Um, 2001? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but at but, that I mean, point, nobody had them. Right. <laughs> Steve Jobs had one, and that was right. it. Um, so, but the Fire interface is pretty good. There's a few hinky bits for me, right? Like yeah. uh, the uh, kind of I'm old and the scrolly left and right for recently done apps. Yeah. It, it works okay. I'm, I'm not sold on it. Okay. Um, the. Other thing is when I'm using uh, music and videos, effectively doing two of the same things, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm consuming digital content that's either on my device or on the cloud. The music interface is super easy because I just have like a clicker on the top or uh, some buttons on the top, like cloud or local, and ta-da, I'm there. Yeah. It, it's not the same way on the video. It's a little. There's like a few more layers of interaction, and it. Starts to feel a little messy. Yeah, and and you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I kind of wonder if that's a something with the Amazon video UIs in general, because on the on the Xbox UI, there's a lot of click throughs on that for me to get what I want. Yeah, the uh, yes, I, I've noticed the same thing there. Um, whereas whereas if I'm just comparing again on on the Xbox, the Netflix app versus the Amazon video app. I much prefer the Netflix app, which which also still has a couple of little things that are a little hinky on it. But yeah. if I was to compare the two, I, I that said, I, I got to take some back something I said a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the uh, Amazon 
app does allow you to view just movies or just TV shows. Yes. Uh, whereas Netflix totally mixes them up. I was yeah. when I was talking a couple weeks ago, I was thinking they both just mixed them up. No, no, Amazon segments um, them nicely. Yeah. The thing that's weird, and we found this a lot lately, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, Amazon has a better catalog than Netflix anymore. Uh, let I, me let me give you an example. I think I I don't know. That I would say better. They are different. Um, but I still find myself watching me, things off Netflix probably more than I do off Amazon. Let Net, me ask I, you a oh, question. And it depends on if I'm purchasing or just like viewing free content or free, you know, like anything I can stream. Uh, let's say that you're drunk and you okay. want to watch Charlie's Angels. Uh, the the new one that came out in uh, 2000 and whatever. Like two. So it's not yeah. really new. It's like whatever. the movie Dude, from please. 10 years ago. Yeah, That's new to me. Do you know where you're not going to be able to find that for instant streaming? Netflix, I'm going to assume you're going to say. Yeah, but do you know what you can get there? What? Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Uh, you can watch the, the second sequel. one. Yeah. Well, but it's not newer. the first one. Wouldn't that be better that I got newer content? Or why not just have all the content? Amazon has both of them available for instantly on-demand streaming through Prime, right? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like They do, trust. I know, because we watched that this afternoon. That said, <laughs> that said... On uh, on Netflix, I just watched the uh, the new Transformers movie. And you want do you want me to see if it's on? Uh, My guess is it's not. I'd are you be... talking Dark Side of the Moon, the one they're giving away with the Google Nexus Seven? Yeah, probably that one. Yeah. Okay, you you vamp for a little so, bit. I'm gonna see if I can get that on. Uh, so Amazon. I, I, I'm Hold gonna on. I'm gonna riff a little bit on Michael Bay and um, Megan Fox here. Um, so I wasn't actually planning on watching uh, Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon, or. Is it Dark Side of the Moon, like the like the Pink Floyd album, or yes, it is, or just uh, wow, that's that's an awful title, just because of the fact that you know Pink Floyd already used it, but um, it it wasn't bad. I would say it's the best of the three Transformers movies. And and did you hear the drama with with Megan Fox? Like she was supposed to be cast in that movie initially, right? Yeah, but she uh, so but it's like she, it's, it's, she it's a like, Michael Bay movie. What are you gonna fucking? She said what right. everybody was thinking. Right, right, right. Michael Bay's a douchebag or whatever, right? And she got fired from her one sweet gig that she had, right? I mean, she she hasn't really done anything else other than that one horror flick, uh, Veronica's Body or whatever it was. Um, and the chick that they replaced her with is so much hotter than Megan Fox. She was smoking hot, and and uh, I can't actually say whether she was a better actress or not. I mean, Megan Fox is Fox is probably arguably a a shitty actress, but uh, yeah. So you've got it up there, and uh, so you can get it from Amazon. It does look like it's six bucks. I it's watched it for free on Netflix. And well, and by free, I mean you know I paid them six bucks for the month, so. Right, so that uh, it costs the same. Yeah, well, <laughs> provided you don't watch, watch anything else. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, uh, here's the thing: when it comes to digital, like when it comes to video content, what I'm really looking for is you know what else I saw on Netflix What's the other that? day? Thor. <sighs> Jackass. Another new movie. Yeah, it's out. Interrupt me for Thor, please. <laughs> so what I was saying before Matt had to again show his poor, poor judgment in movies is. When I'm watching like digital content on the movie, what I'm really avoiding is getting up and walking my fat ass across the room to pop the DVD into the DVD player. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I completely agree. That's, so, and, that, and it's frustrating way, as fuck when I have to go, oh, a movie from 10 years ago, that's going to be on Netflix. I'm going to watch it for free. And you're like, so you go through the Netflix menu and you get there and you're like, fucking, really? The second? Ah. 
Because the first one was good. The second one, blue. I don't want to watch that. Ugh. And then you have to go, oh, wait, it's not here. And now you're like almost breaking even with the amount of time it would have taken to haul your ass across the room to get the DVD. Right. No, That's, I, just, that's appalling. I, I will sit and watch a crappy movie with commercials on it on TNT. Right. And like <laughs> so, and deal with like fast for like, like occasionally like I got to get something to eat. If I pause now. Right. Yeah. On the DVR. I can go eat some food I can come back. And then when I get commercials, I'll have some some fast right, right, forward time. Right. You've got right? some buffer. Yeah. Um, and, and deal with that as opposed to yeah, just going out to the garage and throwing a DVD of the exact same movie that I have in my collection. Yep. So uh, the other night I come home from work um, and. My wife's watching TV. And was she watching Breaking Bad? No. No, she was watching a... Uh, I, you really got to start watching that show. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, in fact, I, will, I will watch an episode today. When we finish this, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell her to make you watch <laughs> Breaking Bad. So I came home the other day and she's watching TV. And it's Serenity. Or Firefly, actually. Right. Because Serenity would be the movie. Right. And, and I'm like... I like Firefly. This is one of my favorite episodes of the 12. You know, whatever. <laughs> kind of we all, all my we favorite all episode. Sc- we all got screwed on that. <laughs> yes, we did. So I sit down and I watch it. And I'm watching it for like five minutes. And we had a commercial break. I'm like, wait, hold on. We own these DVDs and you're watching it on TV. She's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Can we pause and like talk to each other or do something for a little bit? Well, well, no, I mean, it'll, it'll be back on in a second. Like, I know it'll be back on in a second, but then it's going to play for seven minutes, and then it's going to be off for three minutes, and ah, I hate so, commercials. I paid $30 for this, so I don't have to deal with commercials. Is it available on uh, Amazon um, for free streaming? I don't know. Should can, we check? Can you look? Because I can tell you for sure that it is available on Netflix. This is another compare and contrast. And let's see. He's, he's pulling it up. That only took a second. And? Yeah, it's uh, hold on. Yeah, it's okay. available for Prime. Okay, sweet. Sorry, I don't have my glasses. So, so they both have Firefly flight yeah. covered. So, which is good because yeah. I could have then done that. But uh, yeah, it was actually weird. We were watching, and we, it was the uh, I'm blanking on the name. It's the one where uh, um, Inara's friend, the whore, who lives out in the world and is running a whorehouse on some little back ass. Oh yeah, yeah, where they have to go save her from that asshole uh, guy that got the other whore knocked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're sitting there watching it, and Sid's like, "And why was that guy so obsessed about like having his baby and killing the whore mother? Like he was really obsessed with that." Uh, well, because he needed a baby to show his legitimacy to the town, and that he didn't have a barren wife because it was all about manly virtues and power. Yeah. I never bought into that. It doesn't make so, sense to me. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, the weird thing was is she's like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, really? We've watched Firefly together before. I know. We like, we, There's been days we sat here and watched the whole goddamn thing. How, how have you missed this? Which is like, I don't know. I've just never seen it. I'm like, don't remember it or have never seen it? She's like, no, I don't even who Who is this person? I'm like, how? There's only 13, like 12 episodes. How do you not know one of them? It's crazy. I don't well, by the way, uh, the, the the pilot from Firefly, Alan Tudekix, I can't I don't know how to say his last name. Wash. Yeah, uh, is Tudic. in. Yeah, he's he's in uh, Transformers Three. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it. So now, yeah, yeah. Now, now that there's an actor that I like, yeah, yeah. he doesn't have huge parts in there, but uh, now now as he uh, is in that, is he as good as he was in First Night? Um, argue, uh, probably not. 
Because <laughs> honestly, at the risk of making myself look like a jackass, yeah, that movie had some awesome acting in it. I first night, yeah. I, I, oh wait, I'm I, sorry, I not it. first night. I'm talking. First Night's the one with Richard Gere. Oh, and, you're right, yeah. right, right. Uh, talking, no, it's uh, Night's Tale. Night's Tale. You yeah. know what's funny is because even though you said First Night, I was you're, transposing. You're I, yeah, because yeah. it was I was because it had that guy in it. Yeah, because like they in that movie they have uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. They have um, Alan Tudyk yeah. and uh, the, the, the guy that played guy. Um, the blonde guy. The blonde guy. Um, he I don't was know who also. He is. <sighs> I know his name, and it's like he was in Angels and Demons or. Uh, yeah. The other one. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He was also in a really, really crappy sci-fi movie where he was like some kind of uh, super elite vampire hunter thing. Um, I don't know. Oh, you mean the... was? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about... I think he was actually in... Uh, it wasn't a vampire hunter. He was like the angel that came down to save the guys in that... Uh, uh, he was in that too. Yeah. It was, those are two separate movies. One of them is... I'm into being it right now. Yeah, you you know what we really need? We need uh, headphones with mics mounted on them so that we can like. Uh, what we really need is a uh, um, an engineer that or a producer that can do all this work for us, and that's, we can, that's a good you know. point. And bring it up for us. Uh, yeah. Speaking of headphones with mics on it, I'm seriously considering buying um, one of the uh, headsets for gaming with the mic installed. So I, I'm really looking for like uh, Turtle Beach and some other people put out like. Head, headphones. Yeah, I, I saw some of those at uh, Fred Meyer the other day while I was buying a printer. With a mic. But, well, the ones at Fred Meyer were probably wired. I'm looking for the wireless one, right? So all you've got is the wire maybe between your, your gamepad and, and, and the headset, but you don't have a wire hooking into right. the TV. Because you get full surround sound. My problem is when I'm playing um, Gears of War right now, some of the guys that I'm playing with have that and because you've got headphones you get the surround sound effect of like actually hearing where the steps are coming from right so, so somebody's sticking it from behind you you know they're coming from the left or the right right as opposed to i hear footsteps crap i just turned the wrong way and yeah. and now i'm now i've just got wasted it's paul bettany by the way yes that is and the he's been in fucking everything was like, he uh, oh wait he was in that vampire movie uh what was that uh because i kind of wanted to watch that and i never I never i never watched it Priest. Yes, that looks badass, and I never saw it. I, I might have to try and find that tonight. Uh, it was uh, mediocre. Yeah, like well, it, it wasn't his best work. Like, I mean, was it better than Ultraviolet? Yes. Though? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, as another like mediocre vampire futuristic movie. Yeah, like I'd probably put him in the same class. It looks like he was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Have you ever seen that movie? Is that the one with like Brad Pitt? And no, it's some other? got a. Um, Iceman from Top Gun. Oh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, that's uh, what I was thinking And of. Iron Man. That movie was a little odd. <laughs> but it was awesome. It, it was. I, there were some good parts in it. <laughs> yeah. He was in uh, David Copperfield, A Knight's Tale, A Beautiful Mind, uh, Master and Commander. I like Master and Commander. I remember he played like Darwin in Master and Commander. Yeah, he was in Wimbledon, The Da uh, Vinci wait, Code. Wait, there's a movie about tennis? Yeah. Huh. He was in uh, Iron Man. He played the voice wait. of Jarvis. Oh, yeah, I think I knew that. He was in Inkheart. That wasn't bad for yeah, that a kid flick. Um, he was in Legion. That's the one that you're thinking yeah, of yeah, where he was the, the angel and he yeah. came down and killed people. Yeah. Um, and he's in Iron Man 3 and the Avengers as the voice of Jarvis. Uh, go figure. There's going to be yeah. an Iron Man 3. Sweet. According to uh, Wikipedia, yes. Yeah, I can't get enough Iron Man. Uh, me neither. I, I will watch that until it's just a shitty, shitty uh, shell of a show. I got it. I'm honest. Basically, I, where Spider-Man's at right now. If, if, if 
10 years ago, when superhero movies first started coming out, they said Iron Man's going to be the best of the superhero b- movie breed. I wouldn't have believed it. Me neither. I think we'd all been like, uh, yeah. like really? and if they'd have told you <laughs> really? they're going to cast uh, Robert Downey Jr. as <laughs> Tony Stark, we'd have all been like, ah, That's right. strung out meth head? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, this is not going to end well for any of us. Yeah, but no, he, uh, yeah, as we've talked about a lot on the podcast, uh, one of the best decisions they ever made uh, was casting uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, not Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, not more. That's completely different. But uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, that was a solid tangent right there. Yeah. yeah. Back to Paul Bettany. Uh, <laughs> Paul Bettany. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to. By what, the way, uh, uh, the the chick in uh, A Knight's Tale, uh, Shannon something or other. I can't remember her. her is, wasn't last she in name. the Cosby Show? No, no, but she uh, she was in that, and then she was in Forty Days and Nights or something like that with uh, some dude. Uh, Shannon Sossamon. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I can't. I don't know how to say her last name, but uh, Forty Days and Nights or something like that with. Uh, yeah, Forty Days and Forty Nights, Wrist Cutters, uh, The Order. Ooh, oh, she wrist was in, Cutters, Love Story. Oh, actually, she was in The Order. Yeah, Wrist Cutters, Love. That's not a bad flick. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm watching it's, it. It's then. about uh, like people who've committed suicide, and then they're in this sort of like in between. Oh, like purgatory yeah, sort of place. Yeah, kind of purgatory, but not really purgatory. Where right. they have to like, it's kind of like the real world, but not really. Hmm. And they have to they go on this little journey. I didn't realize that was her in there. She was actually in one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, The Order, also with Heath Ledger. I don't think I ever saw that. And also with the fat dude from A Knight's Tale. Oh, really? Wow! Yeah. All three of them like. Yeah, so um, Heath Ledger and the fat dude play yeah. um, monks from uh, the cat, or not monks, like priests from the Catholic Church. Yeah, that are demon hunters. That sounds kind of badass. Yeah, and they're like uh, the Shannon girl is a girl that Heath Ledger's sort of in love with, and uh, she was possessed. But he's he, a like, priest. He, and he unpossessed her. Priests and then, can't like be. In well, love. yeah. So they have like a whole. We can't oh, be together like thing going on. Oh, he's conflicted because he's a priest, yeah. Yeah, and they got some, like, major weird creepy shit going on, and they, you should, like, totally watch The Order. It's huh. a badass show. Might have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, everybody else, go watch it, too. Okay, so I've got The Order and Priest, and I think that's my watch list for tonight. Yeah, and I'm going to watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, you should totally check that out. Yeah, all ten seasons. Uh, there's only five. To, They're only at four now. Um, they're start, season five starts... Next week, I believe. Oh man! And the end of episode four, the end of season four is just awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was I just finished season ending. seven of Criminal Minds, which is uh, pretty <sighs> badass. Like, <laughs> okay, here's <laughs> so, so here, here's the thing. Do you know how I ended up watching Criminal Minds? Um, painfully, I couldn't sleep one night, and there was a Criminal Minds marathon on, and I was like, "Fuck it, I guess I'll watch this," and I keep watching. Like, it's it's an okay show. Right. Like, there's bits of it that you're like, that was actually really awesome writing, but it's surrounded by, like, crap, which is It seems like there's so many... You could have watched Breaking Bad during that same time, or Mad Men, or... I tried to watch Mad Men. I couldn't get into it. I haven't tried it yet, either. It's supposed to be awesome, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah, so is Pan Am, and I'm not going to watch that either. You also... uh, You didn't like uh, The Walking Dead. No, I was bored out of my goddamn mind. You should give that another shot. That's what everybody says, but I'm not going. I'm taking how a hard many, stance. How far on did that you one. go in? How far did you get into that? Like three or four episodes. Uh, huh. Well, that should have been uh, like. I bet you only watched one. Uh, how so? In 
It's weird though, because like I was kind of drawn in right from the beginning. So the first one, the first episode that I watched had some guy whose wife was attacking the house every night, right? Yeah, and yeah. He, had, he didn't, and he didn't he had kill a capper. her. Yeah, and like I was like, seriously, dude, this is not a fucking nightly problem. This is the, huh? The world's turned to zombies, yeah. demonstrably. It's not like I'm having some kind of weird thing. And my wife's one of them. Bitch is dead. Yeah, yeah. Period. I, I'm not gonna have any qualms about it because she's already dead. Yeah, it, it's a zombie, right? You take him out. Um, and let's go ahead and okay, let's just take a step out of this for a second. Pretend that oh my god, it's reversible. Ninety percent of the fucking planet is zombies. The ten percent that's left is going to capture and rehabilitate ninety percent. No, we're gonna liquidate their asses and start over again. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. I'm at I'm least with if, you. I, if I'm in charge of the world, that's but, what we do. But you gotta admit, people are gonna have some internal conflict of you know killing their previously living loved ones. Yeah, but you're going to let your son be terrorized every fucking night by his mother who's turned into a zombie coming back and trying to kill him? I wouldn't and you wouldn't, but look <laughs> at all the fucking stupid people are out there that would. Like, like seriously, cost benefit here. Um, okay, so did you make it past that? Did I made get, it past that. Did uh, you get to where he made it to Atlanta? Uh, In the tank? No, I didn't get to the tank You didn't part. even watch the second episode then. Really? I don't think so. I, I So he met up with a bunch of people, or there was another side story with people that bunch were like... people living in a camp? Yeah. And you're like, who are these people? They seem kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you finished the first... You might have got to the second episode. Yeah. But I think he made it to Atlanta and got stuck in the tank by the end of the first or second episode. So, yeah. And that, that, that's really where it kind of got interesting. So, see if you can't pull me in in the first episode, like well, even I was even, drawn in even moderately, beginning. right? Like I I have watched some crappy TV shows, lots of them, especially ones with bad pilots. Yeah. Um, but like there is so much TV out there that actually pulls you in. Like, do you want to hear something crazy? Sure. Common Law. Have you watched this show? Uh, no. It's a buddy cop show where the two cops actually hate each other. Okay. And they have uh, been getting into fights, and one of them pulled his gun on the other, and as a result, they've been sent to couples counseling. Yeah. And they're, like, in counseling with a bunch of married couples or soon-to-be-married couples, and they're, like... One of them is, like, a kind of used-to-be-a-DA, completely buttoned up by the book. Everything has to be right. We have to be locked in. This is exactly how we're doing it. The other yeah. guy's like, hey, fuck it, dude. This is how it's going to be, you know? And... It's so, funny as shit. And like the first episode was like, oh my God, I'm totally watching this show. So I, I believe that that's probably a good show. It sounds funny. It sounds It's a funny premise. I still believe that Walking Dead is probably better drama than almost anything else on TV right now. And that may be the thing. Yeah. Like when it comes to television, uh, I, I'm not finding dramas that really, that much engaging, that you, engaging do, for me. You just said you watch Criminal Minds. Uh, yeah, but that's about that's, the murder, not about the drama. That's, that's a drama. How? It fits in the drama category. Really? Yeah, crime shows are all drama. CSI is a drama. Yeah. It's not a comedy. I thought it was a farce. It's not a comedy. It's not a romance. It's are you, drama. Wait, hold on. Are Those you are sure the only three categories you've got Are you sure it's not available. a romance? Because I'm pretty sure Gil and uh, Sarah okay. have had there a romance may be some, going for There like may be some uh, romantic undertones, but but that's it. Yeah. No, uh, okay. By the way, Sarah, Georgia Fox, she's, she's hot. She should be in more stuff. Just saying. I'm almost positive about nine years ago, you read me the riot act for trying to say she was hot. I don't think so. It wasn't me. Are you sure? I'm positive. Was there some other guy that I've I was commuting with was into Redmond? Uh, no, maybe it was like, uh, maybe it was the guy you were commuting into Seattle with over the last year. <laughs> no, maybe he was I, like, uh, I haven't no, watched Georgia CSI Fox in a long hot. time. <laughs> Neither have I. 
But I still think that Georgia Fox is hot. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. She's that weird kind of hot. It's kind of weird that I even remember her name because I haven't seen the show in so long. Is she still on the show? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, awesome work on us on that one. Yeah. Um, so how did we get here? I think we were talking uh, about uh, I was user interfaces, weren't we? Uh, that, and somehow that migrated off into yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Bettany and uh, yes. Georgia Fox now. Oh, you were riffing because I was looking shit up. Uh, probably at some point, yeah. And I started talking about uh, yes, so shows that we should watch. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So to get us back on topic a little bit. Um, and, and this is really more of a uh, correcting a possibly egregious mistake I may have made in the past. Um, I came out pretty aggressively against uh, the use of tiles for a uh, interaction uh, for Windows 8. Okay. Because I was of the opinion that that's a great way to interact if you're using your fingers and have a touch screen. Right. Shitty for keyboard. So for phones and tablets, it's a great idea. Yeah, but oh, totally. For keyboard and mouse interaction, it's it's maybe not so much. Yeah. Um, I've had the opportunity in the last week to use uh, the technical preview of Windows 8. Yeah. And... Uh, um, I have to say that the tiles don't suck. <laughs> you look very <laughs> contrite while you're saying that. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, uh, when I first brought up the tile screen, um, I went to try and move my mouse around, and it was just as I had, was concerned it would be. It was crappy. It was slow, and like I had to right, move yeah. my mouse all over hell and back. Right. right? Uh, and then I got lazy and just did what I wanted it to do. I brought the little windows up by hitting the windows key, or the tiles up by hitting the windows key, and I just started typing word, and bam, it had selected word. So it's actually shortcutting for you. Yeah, it's doing all of the shortcutting that you need to, and it works great, and it like it you know restricts the screen down to just the stuff that matches your uh, query. It acts like a really slick little launcher, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was actually super happy to see that they'd taken the time to. Uh, kind of consider a, hey, here's a nice new interface that we're looking for our tablets, and in order to keep continuity of the product, we're going to go ahead and give it to the desktop folks as well, and at the same time, we're going to kind of make it easier for them so that they don't... I, I don't know about you, but uh, I hate using the start menu and have for a very long time. Uh, the only thing I ever do on the start menu is the like uh, the find application Bit, which is basically what you're doing, right? right? I'll click in that little box above, like above start, as opposed to doing start run. I'll start and then fill in that box because that'll find any application that's previously installed if I yeah. just type it out. Yeah, provided you know the executable name, the Windows key R, which pops up the run box, is the best bet, and that's what I like. I've been using that since uh, Windows ninety five ish era, right? Right. the The problem with that, and where I where I like the like in the Windows 7 search menu on the yep. start button, is I don't necessarily have to know the executable name. Yeah. I, I can so, so for, to launch Word, I can type Word as opposed to, type to typing WinWord. Win word. Right. Yeah. And, and it works. Um, yeah. Same with like Explore, right? I don't have to like type iExplore.exe. I can just type Explore and. and yeah. So. Chrome or whatever. That, something that I've actually noticed this week that was actually a little problem problematic for me is, uh, I start up Visual Studio by typing in Dev Env, right? Okay. Uh, I apparently have on my box installed Windows uh, or Visual Studio 2008 and 2010, <laughs> and 2008 oh. is earlier on the uh, path on the than list. 2010. Yeah. So, so you when I type Dev Env, 2008 opens, and I haven't adjusted the path to make that right yet. Uh, 
but yeah, that's on that's on the to do list. But if I were to just hit the Windows key and use the little search box, it would work. Right, better. you could just type visual. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing. So I mean, it's yeah. it's not a bad solution. It's just not. Uh, no, I, and I do like that. The only thing I don't like about that is if it's it will default to applications first, but if it's something obscure, uh, it'll start searching through your mail and other stuff, and you get too much results. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I this is clearly not what I'm looking for. Do you know what I found this week that actually I thought was kind of a handy little application? Um, so uh, with moving from Amazon to Microsoft, I'm switching from my Mac workstation that I've been using for the last couple of years to uh, um, a Windows box, obviously. Yeah. And on the Mac side, I got used to Alfred, which is an awesome little launcher. It uh, is wicked smart. We should probably talk about al launchers in general at some point yeah. and Alfred in particular. Uh, one of the great things about Alfred that I got used to is I could just hit the key command to bring Alfred up, and I could start typing, hit enter, and it would, bam, drop that into Google, Bing, whatever search engine I wanted. Yep. Uh, on the Windows box that I've got, they have a uh, Bing search helper. I don't know what it's called. But basically, it's a little box that has a Bing window on it. Yeah. And I can just hit Windows H. That box pops up, type in whatever I want, hit enter, and then it'll... Execute the search on Bing, pop open an Internet Explorer window for me, and ta-da, everything is golden. That's kind of nice. Yeah. The only drawback to that is if you don't like using Bing, Bing is the only option you have. Right, because that, that makes sense. Bing app. Yeah. Uh, I think when we were, we were talking about launchers, I think this was probably pre-podcast days, like three or four months ago, mm -hmm. uh, and I installed a little uh, app called Launchy. Yep. Uh, and I actually like that a lot. Uh, yeah, launch is kind of neat. I don't use it very often. Um, I just never really like it's installed on my laptop, but I never really hardwired my mind into getting used to like the the Windows the, space. Yeah, uh, for 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 finding launching my applications. We we should definitely talk uh, about launchers here in the next podcast because uh, launchers can be really handy, and uh, Alfred in particular can uh, really help out your workflow for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have for today? Is that about it? I think that's our. I think that's our rundown on our whole list. So, we've got uh, real outro music this week. It's not oh, just yeah. me singing along. It's way better when you sing, though. Singing a song. Well, thank you for listening, and we uh, will talk to you all next week. <laughs>